Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Telling you of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, and today to kick off a brand new week, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I uh, something must have cut out in your microphone. Who's the general manager today? I can't do this. Are you as a? That would be the Kansas City Chiefs, your Super Bowl champions. Is it time to use the term dynasty? We'll take your calls. <laughs> oh, my God. And if you're a sports station, that would be an actual question you would take calls on. Oh, and people hours, argue hours about whether or not it's a dynasty, which whatever that means. I'm sorry, Rocky. i got to disagree with you. When you look at the Super, Super Bowl champion Steelers of the 1970s, I mean, that was a real dynasty. All right. How y'all doing? All I wanted was an exciting game, and you can't say it wasn't an exciting game. I don't know if I've ever watched a more exciting game than that. I was so nervous. Edge of the cedar, no doubt. Yeah. Poor my son Henry, who's just now gotten into fo- got into football since he plays football, was so into it. And he's wearing his Mahomes jersey and he's wearing his Chief socks, and I'm wearing a Chief sweatshirt. And we're sitting there on the couch, and he uh, he said, "I'm so nervous." I said, "I know my hands are sweating. I can't imagine how I would play." 
I mean, if I'm sweating sitting here watching the game, I don't know how I would... If they if they snapped me the ball, of course, the guy would snap it low because they need to fire the center. What the hell? Get the ball up! Did anybody ever say to him, hey, how about I get it up to where his hands are? Centering, not what it used to be. We'll take your calls. Every snap, Mahomes has to bend over and pick it up off the turf. Anyway, um, uh, I would I would have dropped the ball as a fan. Of course, I guess that's why they make the big money. Absolutely. That's funny. I wasn't nervous at all because I knew the 49ers were going to lose. <laughs> you let Pat Mahomes hang all around that long, you're going to lose yeah. the game. Forget it. Well, I told a friend of mine who was like just a rabid Chiefs fan, and we used to go to games at Arrowhead all the time together. But anyway, I told him, I would have bet you $1,000 the Chiefs were going to lose in the first half. I mean, if he if he had wanted to bet at that time, I would have, if he was still sticking with the oh, Chiefs, will pull it out. Okay. Okay. How about 1000 bucks, dude? Mm. I would have absolutely taken that bet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen a team so thoroughly looking like they were defeated to come back and win like that one. That score felt like it was 38 to nothing at halftime. Mm. I've watched a hell of a lot of football. In fact, on my deathbed, if somebody were to hand me an accounting of it, I would probably, well, kill myself, which is odd, being on my deathbed. <laughs> uh, I've watched way too much football. And, and the game where one team is thoroughly dominating, Jack, but there's still just one score up. That is, uh, I know, I know which, I've seen this movie right, before. exactly. Oi vey. <laughs> Stupid 49ers. Um, uh, man, I wish I'd have taken the, uh, actually bet money and taken the over on Taylor Swift, because the under over was four and a half times they were going to show her. Whew, I don't know if that was just for the game, but uh, Henry and I started counting during pregame, and we were at 13 before kickoff. I wonder who won between shots of uh, 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan and uh, Taylor Swift. It had to be close-ish. Oh, really? It was, it was, there was a lot of, uh, of the, uh, the leggy one. Vegas yes. seems like it's a good host for the Super Bowl, though. Um, Why not? Uh, yeah, exactly. It's just uh, so many good outside scenes there and everything. I just, I just had a cool feel to it watching it. I bet it was awesome to be there. I was in airports on Friday and Saturday on the West Coast, and they were all packed full of people. In uh, in football jerseys and or whorish clothes, mm. lots of women in really whorish clothes, and I mean, like you're headed to the strip club from the plane because you're late or something. I mean, it's just like who? Why would <laughs> to you? Work, why, yeah, why would you wear that on a plane? It's just very odd, huh? So I don't know. I guess it's just the whole Vegas vibe, man. Yeah, I guess. You get to uh, be somebody you're not normally? Is that it? Really? It's like Halloween, but it's there, you know, 12 months a year if you want it. Yeah. Travis Kelsey uh, screaming at the top of his lungs in the postgame. We'll play that for you later if you hadn't heard. Pretty entertaining. I think his girlfriend might have been looking at him and thinking, all right, take it down a notch. Just, yeah, all right. Yeah, maybe thinking a tad too much testosterone. Your boyfriend, your my boyfriend's a kook. Yeah, well, he almost knocked down a seventy-year-old fat man on the coach, known as his is uh, 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 known as his coach. Oh yeah, uh, he was, attacked an elderly man. Yeah, without warning. That was that was not cool. That was not cool. Um, I I prefer a more non-violent football experience. Well, you don't usually get to go over and chest bump your coach and nearly knock him off his feet because you're unhappy with something. Um, I guess maybe that's what the fire the 49ers were missing, Jack. That sort of fire in their belly. Maybe. The coach attacking sort of fire in the belly. Maybe. I do know this from watching sports over my entire lifetime. Um, both those teams could be in the Super Bowl next year, 
and both of those teams could not be in the Super Bowl again for 15 years because that's the way professional sports works. Yeah, uh, everybody thinks their team, win or lose, is you know going to be there again next year, and it doesn't. In fact, most of the time, it doesn't work that way. Well, my final note is that uh, as a 49ers fan, they're starting to assemble a Buffalo Bills-like record of losing repeatedly. Were it not for the victories of yesteryear, what would their reputation be at this point? Yeah, that's a good the point. The perennial bridesmaid is what? Works both ways. I remember I was, uh, watching last night, watching John Elway walk the Lombardi Trophy up there to the stand to hand to the Kansas City Chiefs, and he was a loser before he won two in a row. He'd lost three and was just tainted with the loser label. Mm. So it goes both ways, yeah. yeah. Got to dig out of that hole. Is Brock Purdy a loser? We'll take your calls. But seriously, the window closes quickly on those teams. Everybody gets a year older. People get hurt. There's the business end of it where people get traded around. Good coaches get snatched up because other teams want them. It just, man, it all changes so fast. And that's a sport. Well, the Golden State Warriors won a couple of years ago. They were talking about they could win for several years. And they, they barely made the playoffs last year. Not going to make the playoffs. It just it changes so fast. It's almost as if you shouldn't tie up your identity and your happiness with a professional sports team. <laughs> I don't anymore, man. I used to when I was younger. I was telling my uh, kids about how I was, uh, uh, Chiefs had their best season they'd ever had many, many years ago. I think it was 95 or something like that. Went 13 and 3. Had a jersey, as all excited as a sports bar they lost. I didn't watch another second of sports for like two years. I was so down over that game. Oh. I didn't watch the Super Bowl that year. I didn't watch any more football. I went on a road trip with the, listening to music. I was so angry I couldn't even listen to the Super Bowl that year. Wow. I mean, wow. I was, Your heart was broken. It was. It was like it, it affected my life. And at some point along the line, I decided that's just stupid. That is just really, really stupid to let some sports team you have no attachment to whatsoever control your emotions to that level. Uh, it does take away some of the fun of the team winning because you don't get as tied into it. But, yeah, your team mostly loses. 49ers fans, is this worse than a romantic breakup? Heartbreak-wise, we'll take your calls after the other calls we're taking. Well, it's definitely not, but it's close the day of and day after. Doesn't last as long. Mm-mm. But, uh, yeah, it's rough. How are you feeling today, uh, Michelangelo, lifetime 49ers fan? Yeah, I'm a little disappointed, that's for sure. But uh, How'd you do eating-wise? Your first uh, Super Bowl party where you have to watch your diet? Uh, I did poorly. I did poorly myself. Yeah. <laughs> How did Joe do, since it was your birthday and the Super Bowl? Well, if our standard is taking in tons and tons of calories, I did very well. Mm. A, a, a champion effort. Uh, I ate like uh, a hog and another hog. <laughs> <laughs> the first hog's brother. <laughs> Well, no, like I ate like, a, a, hog. like a, hog. a hog, and then when that hog got full, a stand-in hog came <laughs> and began exactly. eating for the... A relief hog entered <laughs> yeah. the trough. The backup hog put on his jersey and came in. <laughs> well, and uh, others are to blame, because I, I, I ate a lot, and then I had a big, a big old frosted... That's well, hilarious. I had let me explain, Your Honor. <laughs> I had a big old frosted brownie, which was absolutely delicious, particularly with the white, the red wine that I was sipping. And then all of a sudden, I hear hush and happy birthday. And then they, it's because it was my birthday yesterday. They bring out a big slice of one of my favorite pies, a lemon meringue pie, there which I go. have not had in years and years and years. So I followed up the big frosted brownie with a big slice of lemon meringue pie. There you go. But that's all so you that ate. Was... If that's all you ate. You, you're way behind what? the rest of us. No, no, no. I already said I ate like a hog, and then it was time. <laughs> for dessert. <laughs> okay, gotcha.
Oh, Lord, as, no, that wasn't all I had. And as you said, you're not to blame. My son was <laughs> really into the idea of a party. We went to the grocery store, got balloons. We had uh, we had 49ers and Chiefs balloons in the living room and uh, and lots of food, chips, dip, etc. We did nice. grill hamburgers, so there was something close to food there at one point. The rest of it was just crap and way too much of it. Oh, my God. I felt like by the time the game was over, yay. Oh, So this is kind of a a good idea, although thinking about it makes me uh, semi-sick. We, uh, you know, we were at a party at a friend's house that we go to virtually every year. And uh, and the theme was one friend cooked up a big batch of, like, super high-quality mac and cheese. And then there were several things to put with it, like pulled pork or ribs or whatever wow, else you could mix good. up in the cheese and, and eat that bacon right now. bits. And, oh, so good. Yeah. Woof. It was just me and Henry eating crap watching the game. Uh, and way too much of it. Let's start the show officially real quick before we get in trouble with the FCC. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, February 12th, the year 2024. Life will not be a bore in 24. Armstrong and Getty, we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially according to FCC rules and regulations leaping in action at Mark. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side! A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime! Kansas City wins the game! 25-22! Well, fiddle dee dee. I do, uh, I do definitely uh, uh, prefer the new NFL overtime rules from the ones I grew up with, but I still like the college one better, and I'll never understand why they don't adopt it. But anyway, sure, better than the old days when it was just, you know, whoever gets the coin flip and gets a field goal, it's over, and you have a game like that, and it's just, nah. Because uh, that was exciting. Patrick Mahomes is, Mahomes is a wizard. He is absolutely a freak of nature. Very effective at his job, no doubt. Yeah. Is he, uh, does he, uh, what's going on with his brain? I think we decided at one time, like, the great um, Joe Montana was just kind of d- dim, was why he could handle stressful situations. Wow. I don't know. I'm not sure I can go there. I don't know. A placid, I think, would be a better hmm. better word. Anyway. Dim. How does, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's quite good. Oh, cool. Quite good. That on the way and a bunch of the news of the day and some highlights from the game and stuff like that. Uh, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I missed Usher because Henry wanted to actually go out and play football. So we went out and played football on the street during the halftime show. Ran routes and stuff like that, having eaten all that crap. But how was how was how was Usher? Did he ush? Uh, wrong guy to ask. A very uh, professional presentation, uh, fraught with pageantry and and dancing and yeah. stuff. How was Usher, Katie? Fantastic. Fantastic. That halftime show was great. Yeah, I've heard that from a couple of people, but I I didn't see it, so I have no comment on it. But yeah, he came out with Ludacris and Lil John and uh, oh, where- Ludacris and Lil John, Lil John. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. And at, at least where I was, everybody went nuts. It's that's really interesting. Cool. I was talking yeah. to somebody last night, and that's exactly what they said. They said when Ludacris and Lil John came out, that yeah. was awesome. So I didn't see it. You missed out. Yep. I've got it on tape. I will watch it today because my other son would love to see that. Excellent. If you're into that sort of thing, I hope you enjoyed it. Sincerely. I'll tell you what sucked. Reba McIntyre. I thought she sucked. <sighs> oh, my. Is this necessary? She's an elderly woman. Well, then don't choose her to sing the national anthem at the most watched television show of the year. Oh, I would agree you see with what you. I have to work with. I would agree He's with you. She's the Travis Kelsey woman. of radio. Listen to him going crazy. It's but you're not, scary. It's not mandatory you choose her to sing the national anthem. Uh, uh, Michael, call HR. I'm feeling unsafe. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. <laughs> From Alexis de Tocqueville. This is so true. It bears contemplating. There exists also in the human heart a depraved taste for equality, which impels the weak to attempt to lower the powerful to their level and reduces men to prefer equality in slavery than inequality with freedom. And it's so true. Study after study has shown people are happier with less if the guy next door has less. Which is it? Than if they have more and are more comfortable, but if the guy next door has more than that, they're unhappy. Which seems to be human nature, but it's a element, an element of human nature we should all fight, because that's a ridiculous way to live your life. Of the several uh, positive Seanisms that have stuck in my head from his era working with us, uh, one of my favorites is uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. If you got a new car you really like, but your neighbor got one better, so that takes away the joy of your car, that's a problem with you, man. That's an odd thing, but it seems to be damn near yeah. universal. Yep, yep, yep. Mailbag. This is from Thomas. Joe, you are a total disgrace to this country, your station, your community, your friends, and your family. Do you have no shame? Your support of the Putin puppet Tucker Carlson is crazy. He, as well as you, are nothing less than useful idiots. Selling your soul for ratings is pathetic look even for you. Jack, I'm giving you a pass. You aren't as big a suck-up as Joe. Signed, one of a growing list of former listeners. Wow. As usual with this sort of thing, I can't imagine what he's talking about. No, I can't I can't either. What? I think Tucker Carlson is trying to usher in some sort of new fascism based on the delusion that... Vladimir Putin is protecting the soul of Western civilization or something. I think he's lost his mind. I have no idea what's going on with him. What would you like me to say, Thomas? You want me to seek him out and punch him? Sure, you are listening to the right show. Yeah, how odd. Moving along. 
Uh, Kevin, semi-frequent correspondent, Kevin. Now I'm done with Trump. Biden has the worst day of his presidency, and rather than just let it be and let the media pound it all weekend, he says something wacky about NATO, and now all of the headlines about how senile Biden are are gone. Is are gone. He just can't keep his effing mouth shut for one weekend. It's like some sort of bizarre competition. Who can take the biggest S on their own campaign? I'll stay home in November. I yield the rest of my time, but F this. Wow. Yeah. We have to talk more about that later. I would say, though, the what taken in some of the Sunday shows yesterday, they did pound the Biden's uh, uh, mental fitness story. But uh, Trump did himself no favors. Why? I don't know, man. He is the worst at getting out of his own way. I just, I don't get it. Zero discipline. <clears throat> Weird. Yeah, we'll explain that if you don't know what's going on there and a whole bunch of other stuff, so stay with us. Uh, if you miss a segment, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, you still got to fight for your right, don't you? You got to fight for your right! <laughs> Believe it, baby, I'll see y'all next year. Thank you, Travis. Oh, of course, the key to that thing was Travis Kelsey saying, see y'all next year, so he didn't have to get into the whole are you going to retire, are you going to retire conversation off the bat, and he put that to bed. Hey, you still got to fight. You do. Uh, and by the way, his girlfriend was at the game. I don't know if you're aware of that. Uh, the official uh, total was, uh, according to CBS, 12 times during the broadcast. Although we counted 14 before the game actually started. So that seems mm. a little misleading. Donald Trump, the uh, former president of the United States, was watching the game and uh, decided to weigh in on it with one of his truths. I'm not on truth. Are you on truth? I am not on truth social, no. I signed and was responsible for the Music Modernization Act for Taylor Swift and all other musical artists. Joe Biden didn't do anything for Taylor and never will. 
There's no way she could endorse crooked Joe Biden, the worst and most corrupt president in the history of our country, and be disloyal to the man who made her so much money. Besides that, I like her boyfriend, Travis, even though he may be a liberal and probably can't stand me. <laughs> what a funny thing for a guy to put out. I am gobsmacked. <laughs> I, I just, I, I feel like I've taken a blow to the head. What? I did more to help Taylor than anyone. <laughs> even though her boyfriend probably hates me. He's a liberal. Oh, <laughs> God, that's funny. What the heck? All right. Speaking of Trump. So, yeah, uh, Biden has the worst day of his uh, presidency, and there have been so many to choose from. Uh, Everybody's talking about what a senile mess he is. And although, as Jack points out, this what Trump said didn't push that off of the discussion board. It certainly, uh, you know, pushed it aside a little bit. Uh, Trump was given a speech in South Carolina, I think it was. And was talking about NATO and NATO people paying the dues and spending what they're supposed to spend on, uh, you know, their military and the rest of that topic, which he's talked about before and said some highly controversial things. Michael, clip 51. NATO was busted until I came along. I said, everybody's going to pay. They said, well, if we don't pay, are you still going to protect us? I said, absolutely not. They couldn't believe the answer. And everybody, you never saw more money pour in. The Secretary General Stoltenberg, I don't know if he is anymore, but he was my biggest fan. He said, all these presidents came in, they'd make a speech, they'd leave, and that was it. And they all owed money, and they wouldn't pay it. I came in, I made a speech, and I said, you got to pay up. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay, you're delinquent. He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. And the money came flowing in. And the crowd cheers the idea of letting Russia, encouraging Russia to attack other countries and roll over them because they didn't pay their NATO dues. Just an odd thing. My two takes are, as they've been for a long time, number one, Trump says all sorts of things to be outrageous and sound tough and entertain a crowd. And half of it he doesn't mean. Number two, even given that, that's a horrible thing to say. Right. Well, I say the I'd say the two things that have always been true about Trump might also be he says something that makes perfectly good sense and most people could agree with. But then he says it in a way that almost no one could agree with. So, yeah. Forcing NATO to pay their dues as opposed to us picking up the tab for all those European countries while they live in socialist paradises because they don't have to worry about self-defense is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But saying you'd encourage Russia to attack them and roll over them is horrifying. It's a horrible thing for a U.S. president, maybe the next U.S. president to say horrible things. And then even without that, the timing of it, as you already mentioned, I used to complain about this way back in 2016. So there'd be a debate. And he would win the debate like he won every debate. But before the next morning could have, you know, they could have 24 hours of coverage of how he just rolled over everybody in the debate. He'd say something outrageous. And then that became the new story. (laughs) He'd say something outrageous that damaged him. He just can't. Somebody said earlier, I don't remember where I heard it, just maybe he, he, he actually hates the topic not being him so much. Even if the even if his opponent is getting killed. In the media, he needs to say something outrageous enough that it's back about him. 
Maybe it's yeah. that. Uh, that. That's uh, an odd thing. But was he thinking over the weekend, oh, they're talking constantly about Joe Biden. They're talking constantly about how everybody has turned on him and even Democrats have decided he can't be president. But either way, they're talking about Joe Biden. I got to say something that now people start talking about me again. It's funny, in a weird way, I feel like I felt when you asked how Usher was. Uh, his thinking is so foreign to mine. The way he goes about what he goes about is so odd to me. I, I, I can't really track with it. Just like Usher, I guess, was fine. I just, it's not for me. So uh, it's, if you liked it, great. <sighs> yeah. Does NATO have to spend what they're supposed to spend on their military? Of course. And and Trump was 100% right to push him, to twist some arms. you damn right he was. And then he says that. Yeah. Ay, caramba. Yeah, that's not that's not a good thing to say as uh, as NATO is rolling over um, uh, Ukraine. I mean, Russia is rolling over Ukraine. And to encourage that sort of thing to happen is an odd thing to say. Uh, but I mm. was surprised. While that did get attention on the Sunday shows, the focus with every guest they had on, was Biden's uh, uh, brain and uh, our assumption on Friday that everybody's been given the the nod, the okay in mainstream media to talk about Biden's brain uh, seems to be absolutely true. We can talk about it now. Oh, okay, cool. I've been wanting to talk about it for a long time, but thanks, thanks for the thanks for the uh, uh, giving me the permission to talk about it now because it was. Yeah, you know me. I'm a good loyal herd member. Because it was no the independent topic. thought here. <laughs> and they stuck on it hard. And there were a number of uh, Biden loyalists that went on all the talk shows and said, oh, that's not the Joe Biden I know. When I'm with him, he's as detail focused. I was in a meeting with two hours. I couldn't keep up with him. I just, how does he do it? I kept saying it to myself. All right. Stick with that story if you want. Do we have Trump saying bull ass? Because <laughs> that'd be perfect right now. That's what a crock of crap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, bullshit. <laughs> Uh, Difficult to understand why you'd keep your crap in a uh, crock, uh, but uh, it is one. <sighs> yeah, it, it, I I talked to a number of humans over the weekend about politics. Ow, I just hit my elbow on the uh, control room thing here. Um, uh, and, and, and they were quite literally of the right, of the center, and of the left, and everybody was... Uh, discouraged to the point of despair and or uh, it's almost comic how miserable they see the choice between Biden and Trump. And it's not a good way for a superpower to be in this sort of malaise, if I may quote the great Jimmy Carter. Yeah, um, it's a tough situation to be in, uh, no doubt about it. We do need to get to the commercial Joe Biden ran during the Super Bowl in which he blames inflation or shrinkflation, certainly, on the stores and uh, the companies for stealing from you. And it's just like, uh, uh, you shouldn't be able to get away with that as president of the United States. Say something that baldly economically false, but he did to the biggest audience. And not cool. Need to tack it on to the First Amendment, freedom of speech, except utter bull-ass. You can't get away with that. I'm going to crack down. So One I'm more Super Bowl note, if I might. Uh, I, uh, I had this article from Friday. didn't pay much attention to it, uh, and, but I hadn't gotten rid of it either. That they ran the, uh, the Madden NFL 24 
to simulate the Chiefs and, and the 49ers. It had the Chiefs edging out the 49ers in an extremely close game. Really? They said 30-28. What was the final score? I don't even know. 25-22. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say. Um, so, um, we're watching the Super Bowl. One of the first ads I see during the pregame is the Just for Men beard dye. So, I started talking about it with my kids, and uh, they were laughing about me trying it. So, I door dashed it from CVS, and I dyed my beard. And as you can see, I look 20 years younger and not at all like a TV burglar, like a burglar from a TV sitcom. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring it up, but I figured you would eventually. You do look like every burglar in a TV uh, security system. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you got to be a white guy. Absolutely required you be a white guy. You've got facial hair and generally the traditional burglar cap, which I'll bet no burglar has worn in 100 years. <laughs> yes, Michael. I just figured you had gotten dip in your beard. I just wasn't going to say anything. Yeah, my whole face is dyed, br- uh, dyed kind of grayish brown, I guess. And uh, yeah, it's not a good look. So must not be as easy as the commercial was on the Super Bowl. Dude, dye your beard. Well, I think your problem was that it was completely white, and it's just such a... You got to ease into it. You got to sneak into it. Mm. Or like show up after an extended vacation with it dyed, and people just... Their memory's kind of fuzzy. I I look like when Homer Simpson doesn't shave. That's what I look like. Somewhat, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A couple of the other TV commercials that I wanted to mention that were either funny or annoyingly I hate to use the term woke anymore because I'm tired of it but what, what would you call that um 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 virtue signaling mm. annoyingly virtue signaling I mean it's just it's amazing how far some of these corporations go to hey like the Volkswagen ad which I thought was a really cool ad and a really cool promo for it looks like another version of their old the uh, Volkswagen minibus coming out thought that was a very mm. very good way to launch that and get people interested in it but all their clips of Volkswagens through the years and everything like that, and you had a just married, and they pan around, and the two women kiss. Oh, okay, so it was a gay wedding. Yay! Oh, <laughs> just throwing in little things like down that. with lesbians. Hooray! <laughs> just throwing in things like that. I feel like hilarious. All right, fantastic. Good for you. <laughs> oh my God, stuff like that just, uh, just, I uh, just it amuses me to ha- to death. It's funny, though. I happened to listen to some NPR uh, before the show just to see what they're talking about on the left. And it just struck me that there were three stories in a row that were all near religious fervor for the idea that more of anything that isn't white and straight in the United States Mm -hmm. is just wonderful. In music, reinterpreting a classical piece with room for Caribbean rhythms and Chinese music is just wonderful instead of the stupid piece that existed and and just the the joys of rampant immigration and oh look at this this is just it, it, it's like they're preaching a particular religion over and over again and that those are the only things that happen in the world that are worth talking about yeah it's like an article I read about uh, the Super Bowl where they they leaned heavily on. Patrick Mahomes being the ninth black quarterback to this or first black quarterback to that or whatever. And whatever. Do, do people watch the game that way? I don't think about whether he's black or white or what, where that. Just, who thinks of it that way? Do people think of it that way? Maybe I'm wrong. 
Well, one friend of mine made a very funny joke about how the uh, backup running backs on the 49ers are probably a little humiliated that they play behind a white guy <laughs> at that position. But uh, I, I said, I don't approve of that sort of racial talk. Good. I'm glad you did that. I'll, I'll thank you to pipe down, sir. Uh, Katie's got her headlines coming up and a whole bunch of other stuff we got to get to. Stay here. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'm at the airport. Right next to me is the uh, flight heading to Las Vegas, and it was full of... Uh, people in jerseys and then young women dressed like they were going to walk into a strip club. I'm not kidding. Like, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, what a weird way to dress on a plane ever. It's just extraordinary. Well, we got this text. In regards to your reference to blah, 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 uh, I had a friend who was a, a dancer and uh, would fly to Vegas during special events, specifically so she could strip at strip clubs, would regularly bring home anywhere between ten dollars and $20,000 each trip. Wow. So apparently that is a thing. If you're, uh, if you're that sort of, that's your job. I don't know why you have to dress that way on the plane, but I don't know. You'd think in a nice, comfortable uh, warm-up suit or something. Well, yeah, I'm surprised you wouldn't <laughs> like wear sweats or something like that and then get there and change. But anyway, okay. Or maybe if that's your trade, you're looking for a sugar daddy, you know, whenever you're out and about. Perhaps. I do not know. Hmm. Hey, let's figure out who's reporting what. It's the lead story with Katie Green. Katie? Thank you, guys. From the Washington Times, double standard scene in kid glove treatment for Biden versus full bore legal assault on Trump. Um, uh, From the classified documents thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Trump spent a lot of time talking about that over the weekend. Well, they had to... You can't convict a guy because you can't say he willfully kept anything because his mind is shot, is the argument from the uh, the guy who wrote the report. From the New York Times, Austin taken to hospital for bladder issue. Oh, that's Old, right. uh, Secretary Austin, not in great shape, although this time he like told people, hey, I'm in the hospital and can't do my job, so that's progress. Well, he's a really overweight 70-year-old man, so yeah. Do we have anybody under 65 doing anything in our government? I don't think so. Oh, I saw Mike Gallagher's resigning or not running again from Wisconsin. That sucks. Maybe yep. back to UK. Yep. From Fox News, Army Vet says Prepper Food Company is booming as more Americans plan for disaster in 2024. Hmm. What do they know that we don't? I don't have prepper food on purpose, but a lot of the stuff I have would keep forever. Kraft macaroni and cheese probably mm. be good for 15 years. A lot of that sort of stuff. You're going to have to make it with rainwater. Yeah. Your solar generator. Oh, yeah. From the Associated Press, Super Bowl ads keep it heavy on the celebrities, light on the politics. Uh, yeah, I would say it was. Uh, thank God it was light on the politics. Amen. Whoever decided that this d- does them no favors to get into the politics, uh, thank God that happened. Duh. From the Drudge Report, Super Bowl fans stunned by nachos costing staggering 60 bucks as the price of food inside Allegiant Stadium is revealed. They had $60 nachos? Whoa. Yeah. Was that like sushi nachos or Kobe beef or something? Or yeah, a- Wagyu. Oh. Of course. $60 for nachos. From ABC News, CBP dog sniffs out something unusual in passengers' luggage, mummified monkeys. Wow. The kicker in this story is he said that he was going to eat them. Oh. Okay. Hmm. From Yahoo News, why Travis Kelsey's disgraceful Super Bowl stunt with coach should be a red flag for Taylor Swift. <laughs> 
Yeah. Violent toxic temper. Toxic masculinity. It. Yeah, yes. I, didn't, I didn't dig that. I mean, I like him. I like his vibe and all this, but I did not dig that running into the coach like that. That's that's not cool. He The last several games, he seems like he's lost his mind. As a guy who watches a lot of football, he's like constantly enraged, looking to fight people. Yeah, and I, you know, I hate to play this card, but I mean, he has looked up to all those players by a lot of kids. You, you don't want your average high school, you know, wannabe star football player thinking that's cool. If the, if the coach pulls you out, you run into him and half threaten him. What the hell is that? And finally, the Babylon Bee. San Franciscans continue crapping in the street in honor of 49ers crapping the bed. Oh, no, that's unfortunate in several ways, Katie. <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it was probably Didn't fun my for mood. 49ers fans to get to a, go to a game and there's not uh, human feces all over the place. It was probably a, a nice little change. Armstrong and Getty. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.